Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to Believe in Chargers, brought to you by betonline.ag. It is the day after the preseason opener. Chargers drop it to the Rams. Lots to discuss, lots of good, some bad. Low, it's just it's just nice to see the Powder Blues back on the field, man. Am I right here? Absolutely. Borna, I, I, I loved watching that Powder Blue, those uniforms. It does something for me every time. The little L.A., the little, you know, signal on the, on the helmet. I mean, it was great watching playoffs, watching the atmosphere there. I, was, I, was, I wasn't disappointed. It was, a, it was a really, really good environment. Again, Chargers fans, the whole point, the whole idea, and Lorenzo can attest this as a you know, former pro, it, it, it's not meant to be beautiful right now in the preseason. It's, it's meant for the coaching staff to understand who do they have from a depth perspective, especially in week one. No starters are going out there. What can they work with? Who are some of the projects that they should invest in by giving them a 53-man spot versus the others that are like, you know what, maybe this is too much work. So – Great time to be alive. I know, Low, you were at the Niners game and then focusing on this Charger game. You're going to be a busy man lately this year. It's a, it's a good thing, though, we're being busy. Football's back, baby. It's back more than ever. Oh, without a question. I love being busy, and I love being busy, especially when it comes to the game that I love and played so long, and that's football, and especially when it comes to the National Football League. Yeah, sitting there going to the Niners game was awesome to be on the sideline watching that game. But, my God, you know, you played – I played for the Chargers. So, it's something just a little bit different watching yeah. the great – LT, LaDainian Thomason on the sideline, you know, interviewing, interviewing Khalil Mack and, and listening to, you know, all the different guys he interviewed and talking about what they're expecting out of the year. So it's a great time for football. It's a great time, you know, for, uh, you know, preseason and watching these young guys play. Yes, there was good. There was bad. And there was the ugly. Your, your guy LT is getting good on the mic, huh? interviewing all these people. Jay Herbo, Khalil Mack. They, they got them work. They got them working on the sidelines, Low. I, I Text him. I said, man, you're working, my guy. I see you out there. Got the braids. You know, I can't. I'm telling him, I said, I can't grow my hair anymore. You know, <laughs> he, you know, he's got it braided to the back. He's got the cornrows rolling. He's got his oh, little dreads. I'm like, man, you know, B, I can't do that, B. I can't do that, Barna, but I'm still pretty, though. I'm still pretty. Oh, man, you're sexy. What do you mean, man? Have a nice cup of wine sitting outside. I see the palm trees living the life, talking football, talking pigskin. Doesn't get really get better than that, Chargers fan. So without further ado, let, 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 let's talk about the pigskin a little bit. I think, you know, a few storylines coming into this football game. Everybody was, we want to see how the rookie Zion Johnson looked the right guard, number 77 out of Boston college. I'll let low attest to this more. I know he dived pretty deep into his film. We also posted a film breakdown on the channel. I thought Zion looked really stout in the run game, had a few mistakes in the past game. The one thing in low, you can get into the specifics uh, with your football mind. The one thing I want to talk about though, is our expectations. I think we fell in love with Rashawn Slater immediately and he was special but I think Chargers fans need to understand that the that a left tackle finding that success at such a young age in the NFL is very rare it I, I don't want Chargers fans to have expectations like they had for Slater for Zion Johnson not saying Zion's going to be great but Rashawn Slater was out of this world so first talk about tempering your expectations with a rookie first round pick on the offensive line and you know making sure that we can give him enough time to actually develop and talk a little bit more about what you thought about him last night yeah, when you watch Zion and you look at this guy, right, people have to understand he's going to be playing in the interior, playing at that right guard position. And guys in that inside, they're going to be big and they're going to be physical. So is this guy going to be able to hand up and hold, hold up for four quarters or a six, 17 game season that the jury's still out? Yeah. But what people, so people got to understand that. But what I seen, it's about, for me, football is very simple alignment, assignment, and technique. Love it. Alignment, assignment, and, you know, and you looked at his alignment, watching the guy line up. Looking at his assignment, all those, I gave him A, A, lineman and sign. Technique, I gave him more of a B or C. B, 
because I thought physical when guys lined up on him head to head and he had to be stout and be able to hold the point of attack, didn't want the pocket to collapse. I thought Zion played great. I thought it was it was it was great. At one time I saw him one. He gave up a pressure, gave up almost a sack because he lunged. The guy was able to knock the knock the right arm, left arm in, and then it was able to get. He tried to recover and push him down, but it was too late because he took on a soft shoulder. Zion has to understand. They want to take on a half a man because trying to bull this young man, he drops his hips. He plays with low. He can play, drop his center to gravity. So I thought he played phenomenal when it comes to that, Borna. I think he needs to work on this technique because guys are going to try to say, don't take them on head on. Because when you try to take on the whole man, he's a big man. He sits down on his, he can sit down, drop his hips and play with great leverage. So that part is sound. Now it's like, okay. I got to make sure my technique is becomes mm -hmm. a little bit better so I can't be bold or I can't get beat because they're going to try to take on a half of a man. When I say half a man, that's like taking on one side of the shoulder, not taking him on square. They're trying to get him to be able to cross his feet, make him now play on an angle and not play head up to his strength. This is this is really good breakdown, guys. Remember, if you're as bullish on Zion Johnson as Lorenzo Niels, go ahead and lock in a Zion Johnson Rookie of the Year bet right now on betonline.ag, which is what <laughs> our podcast is sponsored by. Go use the code BELIEVE for a $50 first deposit. Get it back. Use the code BLEAV. Do you believe Zion Johnson? Listen, it's just the technique he's got to work on, as Lowe's saying, but this guy looks like he can be a really, really good player. So go to betonline.ag, your number one source for all betting needs and lock in your Zion Johnson rookie of the year pick. Here's the thing that I noticed with Zion, and you bring up a good point. <clears throat> the main goal, can he win more reps than he loses, right? Yes. That's the main goal. And he won, I was taking like probably 85 to 90% of his reps. You take a look at that one lunge, I think it was number 97 on the ramps, who beat him there. So talk to me, Lo, what is he supposed to do there? Is the lunge an incorrect play? I think Zion Johnson started to develop understanding a pattern of what number 97 on the ramps was doing, so he guessed there, and he guessed wrong. Is that not what you're supposed to do as an offensive lineman? What would you have, as a coach, tell Zion, you need to fix there so that it doesn't happen again? Without a doubt. And Borna, that's a great question. I great to hope the listeners understood that because he's saying, hey, look, you told you mean you and I, we just talked about this guy graded out probably at 90 percent. You still talk about physicality. Is it there? You're talking about, is he strong enough? Absolutely. Can he sit on it? Yes. And that's what if I'm in the meeting room today with Zion. If I'm the coach, I'm saying, hey, you can't do that. He got out above. He's got over, he leaned a little too much out. And now the guy's able to slap his arm down and get to the inside and make him lean and take away his shoulder. So he made him one dimensional. And that's what the coach has got to say. Say, Zion, you're too strong and you're too powerful. We're not don't necessarily worry about the bull rush. People aren't going to beat you because you can drop your hits and you're physical. Great point. So that's it's about telling him, be patient and sit. Especially on obvious, obvious pass downs, and you know we're going to throw the ball. You can be patient. You don't have to fire out necessarily on a three-step drop. You can just drop your hips and you sit and wait for him. Don't punch. When you punch, make sure you bring your hands back in. If you leave them out, they're going to club you. They're going to carve. They're going to do underneath. They're going to rip, and then they're going to get you. Once they rip and get your arm gone, now you're in a bad position because now you can't use your body to get in position. And that's what Zion did great yesterday with his hips being in a right position on run blocks blocking the guy out making him have the outside making him have to go run the hump to get to him that's what i like what zion did on his run blocks his fits he was able to create a new 
line of scrimmage. That means he's able to get movement and he's able then to get his hips where he needs to do to control the defender. Now on the pass, that one pass rush that he got gave up. That's because he got extended over his body, let him collapse his arm. The thing now he has to do is coach is going to say, be patient, sit. That means sit in that chair because you're physical enough that those guys can't bull you because you're a strong enough young man and bring your feet with you. He didn't do that. He didn't bring his feet. Wasn't able to stand in front of the man, and he just extended himself and got a little too far extended. So those are easy things to correct because this guy, I'm telling you right now, Borna, he's got talent. He's got talent, and, and that's the beauty of preseason. It's the beauty of time, and it's the beauty of being a rookie. You're not expected to come in and manhandle day one, and if you do, more power to you. But we have film. We have the coaching staff, and now what you're going to go ahead and look for is week two. Is he going to improve a little bit? Is he going to eradicate some of those mistakes he made in week one? And all you're trying to look for as a coaching staff, and we're trying to look for internally as a young players, will I get just a little bit better every single week? Because I got the goods, I got the moxie, I got the talent. I just need to clean up a little bit of things on the edges, and it's going to be game over for the NFL. Zion Johnson, I give you an A- minus in your first run with the Chargers. The sky's the limit for the kid. They had him at right guard, and this line is really looking loaded outside of the right tackle position, which is going to be vital towards Justin Herbert's success. Let's stay on the offensive side of the ball here. We all know Austin Eckler is going to be the number one running back for the Chargers, but there's been a big debate now. Who's going to be this number two running back? Who's going to back up Austin Eckler? And, you know, before we even get into names like Josh Kelly or Isaiah Spiller, the rookie, we got to talk about why this is even an important discussion. Take a look at what Pittsburgh's doing. Najee Harris, low has been in the league for one year, but the Steelers and Mike Tomlin, they're already trying to take away 10 snaps from him, 10 snaps from him a game because they understand it's so important to preserve the long-term longevity of a running back. I was telling some of my you know, YouTube followers last night, remember Devontae Freeman was fantastic on the Atlanta Falcons, but now he only was able to have three, four good years in the league because they never really gave somebody who can ease the burden off him. And Austin Eckler and Devontae Freeman are very, very comparable running backs. So now we take a look at a Josh Kelly. We take a look at an Isaiah Spiller. I'm going to give you my breakdown. I'd love to hear yours. Josh Kelly in that first drive, really good. 28 yards from scrimmage on that touchdown drive. He broke multiple tackles. This was kind of a make-it-or-break-it year for Josh Kelly, the product out of UCLA. It looked like he lost a lot of weight for the team, broke, you know, broke a lot of tackles, picked up a big-time third-and-six conversion on first down. But then I look at this Isaiah Spiller kid, and I'm like, this guy's running north and south, but he was highly touted for his hands a receiver out of the backfield. You know, Easton Stick threw him a ball that wasn't a good ball, but he was able to adjust, catch it, pick up a first down. Who, you know, low, what, which running back needs to separate themselves to really solidify, you know, running back two? And what do you think the coaches are looking for from a potential running back two to ease some of the burden off Austin Eckler here? Well, I think you're looking for consistency. And I think you look at Kelly. Kelly came back in and changed his body. 10 pounds lighter, 10 pounds heavier, put on the muscle, dropped the fat, did what he needed to do to come in ready to play ball. Because last year, let's face it, Kelly wasn't where he needed to be. So he understood that. And that's what the National Football League gives you a chance to do, especially when you're a draft point, you've been drafted. You got to You have an opportunity to make it right. Last year, he wasn't right. I think this year you look at a guy that's coming in that's hungry, running. He hit the hole. I saw the explosiveness. He hit the hole, slow two, fast through, exploded, you know, made some nice plays on that first drive. You saw this guy, this the level of intensity <clears throat> because he knows you have a guy that they drafted, you know, that they're trying to play. And you watch the way 28 played. I thought he had great patience. Like you said, he caught the ball, bad ball. He rotates his body around, able to pick up the first down. Patience in and out of hole. Patience getting the hole. Jump cut. Watching his delivery. I like him. Forward lean. 
doesn't go down. One guy doesn't bring him down. I like what he does. Knows how to get skinny. Knows how to fall forward. So I think that the Chargers are in a great position because you got two guys right now that's capable of being a really good number two. You got to save Eckler because Austin Eckler, we understand no doubt. doubt about it. Free agent made his name in the league. Now one of the better running backs in the league, but he's not the guy that's going to run guys over. He's not the guy that's going to be just that bell cow. He's a guy that's going to make guys miss. He's in and out of holes, cuts well, got great vision. You're going to have to make sure that Kelly is going to do what you need him to do if he's going to earn that second back position. But right now, I think the competition is too close to tell. It's it, it, it's too close to tell. I couldn't agree more. I think it's Josh Kelly's job to lose still um, for the L.A. Chargers. But listen, just because Josh Kelly's been in the league three, four years now, that doesn't mean that a rookie can take the job from him. Let the best man win. And that's kind of the beauty of the National Football League. You know, I... I, I I think you can. Some people can argue that it, it, it's a meritocracy, and some some facets in the NFL, it's if you are the better player, you are going to get the job. It, it, it it's not really just about I've been in the league seven years, you've been in the league one year. No, if you are helping us win at a higher clip than this person's helping us win, we throw everything else. As long as you're not a locker room cancer, right? Assuming all those things are okay you are going to get more snaps than the other person. And I think that's the beauty of football. It's the beauty of sport. That's going to be very interesting to see how this all unfolds. And these are the I two think, guys. Go ahead. You're right. No, I'm saying you're right. No, you can keep going. I'm just going to jump in and out. I think this is also going to come down to special teams. Continue. 100, and that's a very good point, especially from a former pro. We had Kasim Osgood on the show, former Charger, who was a highly touted receiver, but he's like, he made my, you know, what was my bread and butter? It was in special teams, right? And often, if you want to make the 53-man roster, you may not even be a skilled player, especially if you're number three, four, five on the depth chart. But you can still make a pretty nice living if you're able to play some special teams. And, 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 and talk about why that's important as well for guys like Josh Kelly or guys like Isaiah Spiller to sometimes even take special teams more seriously than their carries in practice. It's Spiller better do that. Because I'm going to tell you, because right now you look at the receivers that this team has and talking about the quarterbacks, you're talking about offensive linemen. You might go into a game and only bring suit one fullback and have two tailbacks. And Spiller, Spiller needs to say, look, I want to make sure that I'm on this special teams. I got to be a demon on that. Get on kickoff. Be on kickoff return. Be on punt team. I saw Kelly last night assure himself being on punt team because you want to make sure that you can get on special teams and not just be on special teams, but contribute on special teams to be a force. So I think that right now, that's what I'm looking at, Kelly, seeing this guy on special teams and maybe Spiller not on enough because of the fact you're young. You want to make sure that they learn something that he gets this offense down. But I tell you right now, special team is going to be Q. We're going to be Q, definitely, without a doubt, for this team. The head coach has already said it. The special teams has to get better. There's emphasis on special teams because they did not play well last year on special teams. So that is going to be a paramount that these guys get down to special teams. So I think it's going to come down between Kelly and Spiller. Who's better and who's going to be better for this team on game day on special teams because it's that close right now just watching both these young men run the ball. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> and it's also important, you know, special teams from a tackling perspective. I thought last night, talking about this game from a more general bird's eye view, two things that, that stood out to me. One, there was way too much laundry on the field. And you listen, you're going to expect that in a preseason. But number two, too many missed tackles. And, and this is something that we've seen plague the Chargers for almost a decade now. It doesn't even matter who the head coach was. It doesn't even matter who the roster was. Some reasons, a lot of these Charger teams, too many missed tackles. And these are the difference of a third and six versus a third and three. I can't tell you how many times last year we'd have a guy in the backfield trying to defend the run. We'd lay the wood on this player. 
you know, six yards before the first down marker. But somehow, some way, nine out of ten times, they'd fall forward for three extra yards. It would be a third and three. And those marginal third and threes versus third and sixes is the difference of you putting a nice ring on your finger versus the difference of you sitting on the couch at home in February eating wings, watching another team <laughs> compete in the Super Bowl, right? I, so love, it, it, I love that, B. <laughs> it's the main difference, though. It's the main difference. So I, I cannot stress it enough, Lo. I don't want the Chargers to be eating wings it. in February. I love you, brother. You're bringing the heat, man. It's preseason, baby. Let's, <laughs> let's uh, you know, I know, I, I know you're getting excited, baby. Hey, you know, it's not the, it's just the first day. Come on, let's give them a little bit of time. But no, you're without whoa, a doubt. Whoa. No question, B. I know you're frustrated. But special teams, I tell people all the time, when it comes down to football, offense counts as a third, defense counts as a third, and so yeah. does special teams. Yeah. And when you're talking about penalties, penalties, and I call them self, we call, a lot of coaches call them self-inflicted wounds. That's those penalties, those PIs. Timely, what you said last night, third and what, third and 10, you get a great cup, great job by the safety, comes over, gets an interception, but because the DB was grabbing some of the cloth, you get a penalty. Now it's first and goal. You had an opportunity to limit them to at least go on for a field goal, but instead it turns into seven, a turnover. It turns could have been a turnover but it turns into a touchdown because you have a pi so without a doubt and tackling this and that's why you got to realize the nfl to me has gotten a lot softer you know i'm old school so i'm gonna tell you that barna i'm gonna tell you right now no more shot taylor getting leveled in the pro leveling the puncher in the pro ball i know that's what i'm about baby i'm about (laughs) sticking guys because you saw last night the Chargers on some crucial third and ones, on yeah. some crucial fourth down, on third and goal. They yeah. had guys hit and sacked in the backfield, and because they didn't wrap up and because they didn't tackle, able to lead to a touchdown, able to lead to extended drive. So they beat, they won, they took care of their assignment, they took care of their alignment, and everything was good until they missed the tackle or either got ran over. I mean, take Prom. Uh, was it Prom the third? Uh, what's his, I can't pronounce, number 94? Parham. Prompt, prom, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, tongue, I'm a country boy, tongue-tied it. So you think about 94, <laughs> Prom, you watch him, great player. You see the way this young guy plays with leverage, got speed, had a sack in the back. Oh, you're talking about, oh, you're talking about Chris Rumpf. We're going to get into it. Rump. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, talking about Chris. So you see some of these opp- some of these opportunities that these guys have just to get guys down, like you're saying, either it's a penalty or just make the tackle. I think this team has to definitely – Cut down on the penalties and just make sure you wrap up and make tackles because last night, too many missed tackles, too many, too many penalties, in my opinion. And you know what that kind of reminds me of an analogy? I don't know, you know which viewers are, are golf players, but you may have an amazing driver and you may have an amazing iron game. But once you get onto the putting green, if you can't, if you can't close that hole and you're three putting every time, none of everything before matters, right? True. So you can have True. the alignment, you can have the alignment as you're saying, low, but if you can't finish the job. No one cares if you can hit a driver 300 yards if you're going to four-putt every time on the green, right? No question. Great analogy. It's similar to that. Now, let's talk about some unsung heroes and maybe some guys who are rising out of the woods here that people don't talk about. We There's always a few every year, and that's the beauty of the National Football League. Let's talk about receiver Michael Bandy, who's been a standout so far (laughs) in his training camp for the L.A. Chargers. This is a product from the University of San Diego right here in Linda Vista, not even a Division I football program, right? This product – Michael Bandy, 5'10 guy, looks like a guy, you know, selling insurance at the, at the local market. <laughs> coming into coming into training camp. Yes. He's absolutely, he's absolutely just getting it done for the charge. And this was even before tonight. We had guys like Daniel Popper, Chargers B Rider saying this guy's been impressing at training camp. And it's very nice to see it come to fruition last night. He caught seven passes on 11 targets for 73 yards and a touchdown. But the route he ran on that touchdown no. grab. Yeah. No. Talk, talk about that, Lowe. Talk about Man, I, you had me. I was just like salivating over here listening to you because you had a great band. What do you call Dan? Is, is it Michael Dandy? Michael Bandy. 
Bambi is a dandy. I mean, when you think <laughs> about that, that's going to be our saying. Bambi, you know, Bambi is going to be a dandy because when you watch the way that this guy reads coverages, that's what I'm talking about alignment. He knows how to line up. He knows his assignment. And then you look at his technique. You watch him run the route. Not the fastest guy, kind of a guy that I play with, Wes Walker, who's one of the great receivers because he's a little stiff, not necessarily the fastest. But by his route running and what he understands of reading the contour of the secondary, getting up to the line of scrimmage, getting a pre-snap read, understanding where the defense and where the safety and where's my help. Watching him run that route, that return route, he goes in like he's going to get the DB. He gets the DB to turn and commit his shoulders like he's running with him. So he's saying, okay, so the DB thinks he's running a crossing route because of the way that he lined up. Mm-hmm. The way that he stemmed it and the way that he pushed it. And once he knew that the DB was square and running with him, like running position, he was able to plant and do a return route and come out. Pivoted. And the DB felt pivot and the DB fell down because he was already running. And it's, you can't be in a track position and stop like that and run and cut out. So that was unbelievable. And he's able to create space. And that's what this young man is doing. I like what he's doing. I like his. Football IQ. I like that he's a football player. Like you said, he should be selling insurance, but he's a football player. And when you're a football player, you don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to be the strongest. But long, and you don't have to necessarily be the smartest. But long as you're a football player and you're the smartest out there on the field and you know what you're doing and you know your job, but not only know your job, but you know what your opponent is doing, that's what this young man did. And last night, he executed at a very high level. Absolutely. And we call that a whip route, guys. Again, he cut inside like he was running a slant. He before he pivoted back outside, made the defender look foolish. And you know who runs one of the best whip routes in football? His name's Keenan Allen of the Chargers. And and, and Michael Bandy did a pretty fine job mirroring his teammate on that play. Um, and Brandon Staley even said, quote, after his performance, he's had an outstanding camp. You can see the way his teammates feel about him when good things happen. Our team expects him to play that way because he's earned that on the practice field. Mm. And, 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 and you wow. know what? Wow. And you know what? That's powerful worlds. Powerful. Exactly. Now, I'm now I'm the country guy with the tongue getting twisted, but those are powerful yeah. words from head coach Brandon Staley. <laughs> and, I, and I'm telling you right now, too, this guy already plays with confidence, but his confidence just 10x there hearing those comments from his head coach. Lorenzo, talk about being a young player, not even a rookie in the NFL. And, you know, you're feeling good, but then your head coach goes out to the media and says words like that. What could it do for even your confidence? Because, you know, we're me, the average Joma consumer, I don't really quite understand what confidence means. I was never a player. What does that mean to someone like Michael Bandy to hear that from his head coach? Well, well, it's two things. There's a couple things. Uh, opportunity, we understand. I always tell guys, opportunity is never lost. It's just given to someone else. And here's a guy that said, I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity that I'm given. People don't think I can make this team. People don't think that I should be here. You don't think that he went out to practice and guys watch him run and say, God, I can I can probably beat him by five steps. And you go out there and you be, okay, so he doesn't look maybe the most athletic, doesn't maybe look fit that par, you know, fit the, the stereotype. Oh, this guy can't do it. Let's face it. Oh, he's white. He's slow. He can't do those things. And here's a guy that says, I understand the narrative. I understand what people believe, maybe the perception, but it's their perception just because someone's perception, I'm not going to make it my reality. And that's what this young man has done. He has seized the opportunity to say, yeah, you may be faster 
and he may be stronger. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to show you that I'm a student of the game. It's attention to detail because I know this opportunity won't come again. I know this opportunity is very scarce. I know this opportunity in my window is so small and so grim. I have to outperform you. And I know that I got to do it above the shoulders. I know if I run my route and I know that you're going to, what I'm going to do is to, to make you believe that I'm doing something I'm not, that is great. And so when a coach comes out and then echoes that, you either do the two things that I'm talking about. You either say, I'm going to get better. I'm listening to that, but I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because you ain't seen nothing yet. Or you can be a guy that says, oh, coach said that. Oh, I got it. I made the team. And you're going to live off your laurels. And guess what? You go out the next game and drop three passes. You go out the next game. Don't run the route, right, route routes. You start. You can thank you. You've arrived and you have it. And that's what you, that's the two things that can happen. Either you take it as a compliment and you look at it as a growing step and i think he will and say how do i get better how do i improve how do i come down with that catch where the guy takes the ball you know if i make that catch it was a little bit behind me wasn't necessarily the greatest ball yeah. but hey if i make that catch maybe we win that ball game so i think that you have a great deal when you make mistakes you're supposed to have a great deal of resolve resolve not to make that particular mistake again and you make a great point too you know you may not be bigger faster stronger but there's a lot of pros in this game who, who've stuck around, if not had almost Hall of Fame careers, who are those small guys who are not bigger, faster. You, you allude to one of your former teammates, Wes Welker. I'll give you another name, Brandon Stokely, who was in the league for many, yes. many years and was awesome. Yes. And, now, and now you see kind of the next rendition of them with Hunter Renfro right now in our division, the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Hunter Renfro, I mean, talk about insurance agents. I mean, it, it screams it right there, right? <laughs> five, 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 ten. Buck 60, but this guy, when he gets licked, when he gets licked by a strong safety, all he does is he stands up, he says first down, and he's ready for the next snap. Those are sure. those are rare, but, man, if you find one of those and you have him on your team, woo-wee, you should do whatever it takes to never trade him because I don't know how he does it. I don't know how Hunter Renfro gets absolutely clobbered, and you know what? He's just – he's a football player. He's a football yeah. player. And you, and you can't teach that. And that's right on, Barna. And that's the thing that's weird is because I'll tell you, remember like yesterday, I talk about Wes Walker. Here's a guy that I knew. I watched him kick off return, watch him. And we had Tim, you know, we had Tim DeWight too. Yeah. And it came down to him or Tim DeWight. I went and remember myself, this guy can play. I told Wes, I said, dude, don't worry. If something happens, you get cut. You don't think the Chargers, if they could go back in time, you wouldn't have kept Wes Walker. You wouldn't have kept this guy. And it's just sometimes it comes to a number game. So this young man in a similar situation, it's a numbers game. And I'll tell you right now, if he's cut, if he continues to perform like this in, 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 in preseason, if he continues to perform like this in preseason, someone's going to pick him up. And if he and, and don't be surprised if the Chargers cut down his reps and don't hardly play him because they're saying, okay, we're going to cut him and we're going to bring him back on the practice squad. Because you, you don't want don't other teams let to know. Guy, yeah. You don't want another team. That, and that's how you try to hide guys by saying, don't let this guy play anymore because we want to try to bring him back to the practice squad. That goes on all the time in the National Football League. Really? Talents like that, you got to try to hide because sometimes the roster, and I'm going to tell you right now, you know this and as well as I know this, this Charger roster, it's stacked. You don't, it's going to, it's going to, some good football players are going to be cut on this team. And, that, and it's tough too because, it's looking like the Chargers want to keep three quarterbacks on this roster, right? Obviously, you're going to have Jay Herbo, but if they they value Chase Daniels' presence a lot in that locker room, number one, but then they also really value Easton Stick, the product out of North Dakota State, who actually was the quarterback before Trey Lance. 
of the San Francisco 49ers. Easton Stick went 49 and 3 in his career at North Dakota State. He can beat you with his legs. He shows you he has a big arm. But if the Chargers want to keep three quarterbacks on this roster, and listen, Lo, I don't know if I'm a, too big of a fan about that, but they really value Chase Daniel. I mean, Chase Daniel's been a pro for over a decade now, and it's crazy how much News. money this guy's made, and he's never never been a starting quarterback. But what is what is Chase making this year? What is he gonna make this year? I think another you know four about? or five million. I think another four well, or five million. Uh, well, newsflash, he's not leaving the building. Yeah. And here's the deal. Sticks is a better athlete. Sticks probably a better quarterback at this point in time of his career, more upside. We get that. But what you can't value is Chase Daniels' leadership. You have a guy in that huddle and in that locker room that he knows, and you know without a doubt, he's not a threat to the young Herbert at all. But what he is, he's that calming voice that's in his ear. Hey, look, on that check down, he might go up to him and say, look, man, when they're playing that cover two in the middle of the field right here, look for that bend route. It should come open. You have a guy that's a player coach that's in that huddle with you, that's in that locker room with you, that's that. in that meeting room with you that you trust, that a guy that can talk to you on another level. As a player, sometimes you don't want to ask the coach certain things, but you can go to a guy who's got 13 years in the National Football League, who's been a student of the game, who's been a professional, not necessarily a great starter, but just a professional. You don't get 13 years in the league as a backup if you don't know what you're doing. So without a doubt that's that coach in that locker room that's that coach in that quarterback room that ain't going anywhere i'm sorry and it's going to be tough because sticks can play and stick is a good you know guy to have but you're going to have a tough decision and you might not have to keep three quarterbacks you might only keep two but i'm telling you if you're going to keep three i think you got three that you'll keep but if you had to if you told me who's going to come down to you're not letting chase you're not letting you're not. him get out of the, you're, you're not letting him leave you're not, and, and, and I totally understand that. And all I'm, my only point is, though, that makes it one less roster spot for a guy like a Michael Bandy. I know. A guy, or, or a guy like a Joe Reed, who the Chargers took in the fifth round a few years back, who also had a 46-yard touchdown pass last night with against Michael Bandy. Because we take a look at the receivers. Here's our locks right now. Right? You got Keenan. You got Mike. You got Josh Palmer, who you know only got four targets last night. Hopefully that can improve a little bit. Then you got DeAndre Carter, who's proven himself as a good slot receiver as well as a big time kick punt returner on special teams this year. But then you got you know wide receiver five. You probably only carry five receivers, maybe six. You got Michael Bandy, Joe Reed, some others. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the Chargers want to do. I want to wrap it up talking about Chris Rump, uh, you know edge guy. Chargers took last year in the fourth round at Duke University. I think Chris Rump had a little bit of a sub average rookie season. But my goodness, he was excellent in this game. With Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack both sitting out, Chris Rump started and made an impact from the first defensive possession. He was really good in the stop run. He was able to get home off the defensive edge for a sack, forcing a punt. He was, you know, inside bull rushes, he was dominant it was alongside defensive lineman Morgan Fox. And remember, it's important for the Chargers if Bosa goes down, if Mack goes down, that they have the depth and the guys that they can trust. Because, you know, quite frankly, and we're going to say it how it is on this show, Jerry Tillery, they took him five, four or five years ago from Notre Dame in the first round. He hasn't been what the Chargers had hoped for. And they picked up his fifth-year option, and he wasn't good once again last night. And at the end of the day, again, it's a meritocracy in this business. If you're proving that you can be better, it don't matter if you're a first-round pick. If you're not getting it done, there's going to be someone else who can get it done. And Chris Rump is showing that he can be better than Jerry Tillery and be a big-time impact player on this Chargers team. Again, Ronaldo Hill, Chargers defensive coordinator, even said earlier in the camp, quote, I feel the weight on him right now. I feel when he goes to a power rush move that it's on display a little bit more. And, and that's what you're looking for from that year one to year two transition. Can these guys get bigger, stronger, faster, more agile. And the only blemish on his game last night was a missed tackle in the backfield um, earlier in that second quarter. So, you know, 
People said he should have left the game with two sacks yesterday. Talk about a guy like Chris Rumflow, maybe not specifically, but just more generally, why it's important to have depth on the edge. And if you're going to have guys like Khalil or Joey Bosa go out, someone like Chris Rump stepping in in year two, how important is it for someone like him to have a big year for the Chargers? Without a doubt, if Nicky Bosa, if his shoe's untied, you don't want to burn a time out, or Khalil Mack, you know, got caught a quick cramp, you can throw, you know, this young man in there, and he can go eat. You watched him last night, and watching his technique, watching him, you know, get on all fours and punch and beat the tackle with his hands, hand placement, being inside, leverage, watching him bull rush, push the guy, putting the, putting the tackle in the quarterback's lap, watching him take a soft shoulder and edge move, the spin move, watching this young man play the run and be stout enough to jack, be play low enough to jack the tackle up, to get him up underneath him and lift him up and now stop the run and be able to come off and make tackles, to watch him be able to collapse the line of scrimmage and, and penetrate and ride down and ride and keep his outside arm free to be able to retrace and make tackles. Watching this young man play, I was very, very impressed. He flashed. He stood out. To me, when you said if I was going to talk about that defense in that first half, who would be my MVP on that defense? That young man, number 94, would get Lorenzo Neal's vote for MVP of that particular game for that particular, those first quarters on defense, the way that he played. No doubt. Brandon Sale even said a quote, he flashed tonight. He's one of the guys I highlighted. I thought he played very well. And here's the funny thing. Joey Bosa last year gave him a nickname of String Bean. This year, he upgraded Chris Rump's nickname to Asparagus. So he's mm. getting stronger. He's getting upgraded. And listen, the Chargers need Rump to develop heading into year two. And listen, quite frankly, he's, we saw evidence of that progression. He's hungry. On Saturday night. What's, what hungry. was that low? He's hungry. Like you, like you said, a hungry dog hunts best. And the Chargers need him to step up. And he understands that you watch him and you watch his demeanor. think we lost low there everybody nonetheless we were wrapping up anyways listen chris rumpf big time big time big time i'll say it again big time for the la chargers we preview preseason week two dallas cowboys la chargers maybe going to training camp this week the cowboys are in town here's the thing all right what you're looking for you're looking from a progressional standpoint can guys like Chris Trump have even better outings? Can they improve? Can they get better reps? Will Zion Johnson have a big time outing against the Dallas Cowboys? Things to improve on, things you want to look for. It's going to be okay, Chargers fans. A lot of great takeaways, right? Michael Bandy was fantastic. Chris Rump was incredible. What are they going to do? Are they going to keep three quarterbacks? That's going to be a big question. Who's going to emerge from the running back two? Is it going to be Josh Kelly? Is it going to be who? Is it going to be Isaiah Spiller? What is going to be the end-all, be-all when it comes to right tackle? We saw Trey Pipkins get the start, and then Storm Norton came in. I thought Trey Pipkins was so-so, maso menos. He got beatly, he got bat, he got beat badly, excuse me, off the edge on that third down play on one of the first drives. But it's going to be looking like that may just have to be a hole where a tight end's going to have to chip to kind of preserve that right tackle a little bit this year. Listen, there's no such thing as a perfect team in the National Football League. But the Chargers on paper were pretty pretty close to damn near one. There's a little hole at right tackle, a little hole at middle linebacker, but you saw some good punting action last night from J.K. Scott. And now at the end of the day, it's, you know, can we have the depth? Can we assure that the depth on this Charger team is going to be ready to go? Stay tuned, Chargers fans. This has been brought to you by BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all betting needs. For Lorenzo Neal, I'm born in Azari. Take care, everybody. We'll see you in week Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.